Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Like many other people, places, and things in 2023, dating is a disaster. There are so many landmines to navigate. I don't even really know where to begin, but let's start with this. Marriage rates are declining as fewer and fewer young people even want to get out from behind their screens let alone actually tie the knot with a real human. In fact, Pew Research shows that a whopping quarter of American 40-year-olds have never been married, and that's an all-time high. So what's the deal? Well, I have a few theories. Men, well, they're not manly. Women, well, they're manly and not delicate. And that change in dynamic alone is wreaking havoc on the dating scene. Then, of course, you have the sugar daddy trend that's always been a thing but is leaving a strong footprint on dating culture. Some 20-something women would rather have nice things and fancy vacations to post on Instagram than a hot boyfriend or a love and attraction-driven relationship. And in turn, middle-aged men with money would rather have a hot 20-something-year-old girl for arm candy and bragging rights than an age-appropriate woman with, with a career and similar values. And if all that weren't enough, now you add in politics and hyper-partisan attitudes and bam, another wrench in the machine. Here is an example. Do you want to know one of the saddest realizations I recently had? Was that as a liberal woman, it is really hard to find a man who is willing to play the more traditional masculine role in the relationship in today's day and age. Who is not a conservative? A man who wants to pay on the first date, who wants to open your door, who has that want and desire to take care of you and to provide. Who is not a conservative? And obviously as a liberal woman, I do want to be respected for my independence. I do want to have my own autonomy in the relationship and not be confined or conform to the traditional female homemaker childbearing role. And most of the men that I've dated who do have that more natural provider masculinity about them are normally conservative. So I don't really know what to do because I don't want to compromise my morals and values just to find a man. But am I asking to have my cake and eat it too? Well, that video was viewed on TikTok over 280,000 times and since going viral has gotten its creator a lot of backlash from the left and the right, something I happen to know a thing or two about, given I got much the same reaction when I posted my PSA to Boyish Men Instagram Live three whole years ago. A lot of men are trash. A lot of men don't know how to treat women. A lot of men don't know how to really, quite frankly, pull their heads out of the sand and pay attention. Are you single? No, I don't mean are you kind of single, seeing five people, dating somebody, still kind of in a relationship. Make a plan. I want to hang out with you at this time. It doesn't have to even be a date. I want to see you at this time. If you haven't failed and you lost a woman of value like myself or my friends, and then we don't really care anymore, don't be a <laughs> Don't be butthurt. You did it to yourself. <laughs> Oh, thank God. I am now happily married, but I get it. The struggle is real in those dating streets. Joining me now to break it down and have a little meeting of the minds is the TikTok creator behind that first video, Petra McGill. Petra, thank you so much for spending the time with me today. Hi, Tommy. Thanks for having me. 
So I want to dig into this because I know from your perspective as a liberal women, a woman, you think of things maybe a little differently than me in some areas, but in others, I think conservative women, liberal women, women in general, biological women, I have to say that now, uh, I think that we share a lot of the same struggles, a lot of the same issues. But your video, of course, I saw your video being reposted by a lot of conservative men saying like, I told you so. But when you really dig into it, I think it's a dynamic that's worth exploring. So tell me why you created that video and what the backlash has taught you from that video. Well, interesting enough, um, I did not expect that video to get as many views um, as it did or as much commentary. But basically, I recently I went on a date with a really conservative guy and he just made it a point to explain that he wanted to play the masculine role in the relationship as well as being uh, very traditional. He had very traditional values and he wanted to he made it a point to say that he wanted to financially support his wife or his girlfriend um, and he wanted to, to take care of her in ways that um, we see as traditional. And I respect that, you know, I, I can appreciate that. Um, but he also wanted a stay at home wife. Um, he wanted somebody to take care of the kids and him uh, enjoy his career and work full time, uh, which I also respect. But the a, a lot of the backlash basically was, liberal women, liberal women or women with uh, liberal ideologies want a traditional man, yet traditional men tend to leave, lean more on the conservative side. So you, and like I said, is, is it too much to ask for my cake and eat it too? <laughs> um, and there was just a lot of, um, I mean, a lot of ne negative comments and yeah. So I definitely wasn't expecting that. But I mean, I have learned a lot um, in the sense that maybe I need to compromise a bit more if I do want a traditional masculine partner. Um, and also, I know that I need to work on my hyper-independence um, and a lot of my masculine traits as, you know, growing up in a home where I really had to rely on myself and show up for myself in my early late teens and early twenties. Um, I have tend to become extremely hyper independent, which I have worked on, uh, you know, as of the last couple of years. Well, I'll tell you this, uh, I am not a liberal woman, but I have many of the same qualities that you have. I'm now married and I retain those same qualities. I promise you, I'm still very, very independent. I'm very strong willed. And though my husband is also conservative, he doesn't hold me back in any way, shape or form. And he knows that if I was ever going to quit my job and stay home and take care of children, that would be the coldest day in hell. So I want to get to that. But first, you mentioned what it was like going on a date with a conservative man. Now, I will say those are conservative values, but that's really conservative. A lot of conservative men that might vote for Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis, they don't necessarily think that their wives should stay home and take care of children. So we'll get to that. But you mentioned going on a date with a conservative man. I'm guessing you've gone on lots of dates with more liberal men. Tell me what that experience is like for you. You know, there is a major difference um, and it's very obvious. But uh, like I said on Fox, the liberal men and conservative men, I've asked them, I've asked to split the bill, but um, a lot of the more liberal men, leaning men have asked me to split the bill on the first date. Um, and I don't even know if that's a necessarily conservative or liberal thing, but that's just a tendency that I've noticed with the liberal men. Um, and I've also noticed on the positive side that liberal men also tend to be a little bit more in touch with their feelings. They seem to be a little bit more self-aware um, and 
which I, I really respect and appreciate, um, meeting a self-aware man, it, it's, it's not as common as you think, leaning, I mean, on both sides, conservative and liberal. Um, but those are just two of the major, uh, standouts that I've noticed in dating, um, more liberal men. And I will say they do have more feminine traits as in they're more compassionate. They're more open. They're more understanding, they're more empathetic. Um, and they also, they seem to want to really understand and hear where I'm coming from, um, as a woman and, and my view on how I'm treated in society as a woman compared to, um, being a man. And those are a lot of, a lot of the deep discussions that I've had, uh, with men who lean more liberal. Right. Well, I think you can find that with just a good man in general. You can find somebody who listens to you, who pays attention. It's so interesting now because we are so divided by politics. And, you know, that for a lot of people is a deal breaker. Uh, I've never dated a liberal man. I don't think a liberal man would want to date me. I think a liberal man would be chewed up and spit out if he date me. dated me. I, I don't think that was ever a possibility for me uh, on their end or my end. So I don't know what it's like to date a liberal man. I'm not really attracted to most liberal men. I'll just put that out there. But, you know, there are conservative men, too, who are self-aware, who are just good people, who maybe have more traditional values. I think it's just about finding that right person. But your video went viral. And since your video, there's been a lot of other videos kind of describing the differences between liberal and conservative men. Here is another one that we found on TikTok. I want you to listen to this and then give me your reaction to what she has to say. Liberal men are the type to, like, Oh, I need I need gum and then they'll like sift through your purse like like it's their own purse. Like they'll sift through a woman's purse to get whatever they want. Conservative men are the type to bring you your oh, I need something. Hey babe, can I have? And you could be like, "Oh, check my purse." And they they'll bring you the purse. You don't know, open it and, and you give it to him. You know what I mean? Do you concur with that assessment? <laughs> that's such a specific example. I've never personally experienced that myself, but I can say that I have met both liberal and conservative men who, if I tell them I'm thirsty, they'll bring me a glass of water. Um, or if I tell them I'm hungry, they'll ask, you know, what do you want from Uber Eats? Um, or if I tell them I'm uncomfortable or I'm, or I'm cold, they'll ask if I want a blanket. Or if I'm in the car and I tell them, you know, I don't like the temperature, they'll turn it down or turn it up for me. Um, but I, I've definitely experienced that on both sides. And I cannot say that liberal men have been less uh, attentive than conservative men. But I can't think of some instances where conservative men have been very attentive um, to, you know, how I'm feeling or what I need in the moment. So I want to ask you, you know, what you described about conservative men aside, the whole wanting you to stay home and be a homemaker, that aside, let's pretend that that, that variable didn't exist. Is dating a conservative man or marrying a conservative man who just has conservative values, who, I don't know, believes in the Second Amendment, um, doesn't believe in COVID lockdowns, um, believes in, you know, independent, independence from government, believes in a strong southern border, those things that are kind of indicative of being a conservative, maybe voted for Donald Trump, maybe is a fan of Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley. Is that a no-go for you, somebody that just holds those values? I would say for the most part, um, those, the last, the latter of what you mentioned are things that I, I do strongly disagree on, um, and that I have my own preconceived notions on as well. I would have to say it's a no-go, but look, 
I think our society, our generation um, is becoming more open and more progressive, whether you're conservative or Republican or liberal or Democrat. Um, and I'm open. You know, I, I am very open and it comes down to somebody's perspective and why they think the way they do, why they want a strong Southern border, why they voted for Donald Trump. You know, those the reasoning behind it. I'm willing to uh, be open and listen to why uh, they believe those things. And if they somewhat align with me morally, um, then I'm you know, I, I never will say never, and I'll never say it's absolute no, but um, I would have to say for the, for the most part, when I have had conversations discussing those issues, um, I have been a little less attracted, and those relationships have not necessarily worked out. So do those conservative men, are they put off by your values? And I'm, I'm just assuming what they are, but I'm guessing more on the progressive side you mentioned, more kind of pro immigration, um, more anti-gun, probably more on the open side of LGBT, abortion, all that. Do the conservative men take issue with your firmly held beliefs and values? It depends on it depends on who it is. Look, I've had so many great conversations where which are very logical, rational conversations with people of opposing values and opposing sides. And I respect those conversations and I really appreciate them and I value them because it gives me the opportunity to hear the other side and, and really sit down and listen instead of just automatically judging, oh, you're for the Second Amendment or, oh, uh, you voted for Donald Trump, you know. Um, so I appreciate it. I respect it. And I've had a lot of great conversations about it. I wouldn't necessarily say that it's an absolute no-go, but for the most part, they don't agree with where I'm coming from. And we normally decide to part ways. Yeah, no, that's understandable. I mean, I, I probably couldn't be with a liberal man, you know, as I mentioned before. I don't think that that should be a litmus test for friendship or a litmus test for any type of relationship, but shared values are important and we can't dismiss the, you know, the need to have some sort of shared values because if you're thinking about having a family with somebody, those things are going to matter. Now, Pedro, I believe you're in California, is that correct? Yeah, I'm in Southern California. Okay, so you're in Southern California. I lived in L.A. for three years. Um, the dating scene is much different there. Do you find it harder in California to find men that you would categorize as manly, whether they be ideologically liberal or conservative? Do you find it more difficult in California? Yes. Uh, I only really have – I lived overseas for a few years, so I don't have too much experience dating out of California. I've lived in California maybe 25 or 24 years. Um, but I would say in L.A., it's a, it's a very different breed of man, um, regardless of your political affiliation. There is less chivalry. I think men here have so many options that it's not really worth – worth it for them to put in the time, the effort, or the energy to cultivate meaning, meaningful relationships with women. A lot of them are after one thing um, in regard to sexual exploration, let's just say. And there's no real substantive relationships that I found men are willing to engage in or invest in because the payoff for them is not what they want or not what they desire. And with dating apps especially, you just have so many options that if you find one little thing you don't like about somebody, it's very easy to go on to the next date or the next date after that or the next date after that, as you probably have maybe five or 10 girls or men. If you're uh, a woman dating a man, um, you have a lot of you have a lot of options lined up.
Last thing I want to ask you is this. You know, I have ragged on men, much to the chagrin of a lot of conservative men who hate when I talk about men. Uh, I don't care, though, that aside. What do you think that women, in general, young women, millennial Gen Z women, what do you think that we could do better to improve the situation for ourselves? Look, that is a really tough question. I think there's so many things that we can all improve on. Um, but women, I know that I can share something that I've struggled with personally, and that is what we mentioned earlier, the hyper-independence. Um, and really, it's hard for me to really get in touch with that feminine side, which is what we've heard men you know, discuss for years, uh, especially now. It's so prevalent that women are so much more in touch with their masculine side, and it's hard for men to... Uh, relate or or really have that masculine role when women are in their masculine energy. So I know for me and a lot of women as well, we can really, it's, it's an art form balancing that masculine and feminine energy. But I know that myself and a lot of my friends as well and other women I've met, we can really work on getting more in touch with that feminine side um, and being a little bit more, um, I mean, soft, sensitive, um, sweet, caring, compassionate, empathetic, letting those qualities that we, that are so natural for us, uh, really allowing those qualities to show in, in dating and in our relationships. Well, I would agree with you. And I also think that if men just got a little bit more masculine all the way around, they wouldn't be intimidated by masculine energy coming from women but i say this as somebody who has a lot of masculine energy like yourself and it served me well so i guess it just it depends on your priorities in life but it definitely makes it more difficult thank you for taking the time for sharing you know everything that you've gone through everything that you've experienced i always like a meeting of the minds especially on the other side and you know someday i'd like to have you back i'd like to talk about the election i'd like to talk about the southern border and the second amendment because you know maybe we could get somewhere Thanks so much for your time, and I uh, hope to have you back at some point. Thanks so much, Tommy. I really appreciate it. Of course. While it may be hard for liberal-minded women to date conservative men, it is equally difficult for conservative men trying to find women who are, first of all, biological women, but that aside, women who are not rabid liberal banshees. My next guest knows that all too well and created an entire dating app to navigate it. Here now is The Right Stuff CEO, John McAtee. So, John, I just want to jump right in here because the interview before you was a girl who went viral on TikTok after describing how she wants to date a liberal man, but liberal men are feminine and they don't pay on the first date and they're just overall kind of emasculated. So that was my first interview leading up to yours. But I have to ask you the first question, which is what a lot of conservative women out there want to know. Are you personally single as it sits today? <laughs> I am personally single as it sits today, yes. Okay, because I know I follow you. I know that date right stuff, obviously, you've been on a journey to date a lot of women, uh, hopefully conservative women out there. And I know that you've gone on, on several of those dates. So none of those panned out for you, huh? Well, uh, I am dating. I'm very focused on the business. I actually took a date to the first right stuff wedding just last weekend. So people are matching and meeting on the app and some are getting married. We have six more engagements happening. Um, I'm still talking to a few of the girls I've gone out with um, and who knows what will happen. I'm optimistic. 
It's a numbers game, as we all know. So I want to dig right into this because this whole episode is really focused on how politics impacts dating. And you know that better than anybody because you created an app to eliminate the issue. But I will say, I'm guessing you've dated a lot of liberal women, especially being in Washington, D.C., in California. Liberal women are, are really crawling everywhere. So what is it like to date a liberal woman as a conservative man? Well, actually, I've kind of avoided that. And the problem is when you're working in D.C., uh, if you don't want to date a liberal, you have to date people you work with. And that can get complicated. Um, and it's just, you know, people need an easier way to find other conservatives, which is why we created it. I personally won't date a liberal because we don't align. And I think the way the country is so divided, it would be hard to date or, you know, especially if somebody that you want to marry. I mean, if you can't agree on how to raise kids or on your faith, um, it's just going to be a non-starter. So I actually don't date liberals. Um, I never have and never will. Well, never say never. I have never dated a liberal, but uh, I'm kind of out of the game now, so I can say never. I will never date a liberal. But what do you think it is about liberal women um, besides their values are different than yours? Is there just a different way that they carry themselves or what makes a conservative woman besides the values and, the, you know, the things that we agree with politically? What makes a conservative woman, uh, I guess, more attractive in all ways than maybe a liberal woman? I honestly think conservative women are happier. I think they're living lives that are more purpose-driven, and I think that comes out both inside and out. So I'm naturally attracted to an enthusiastic person, not a Debbie Downer, not someone that sees the negative. I think a lot of conservative women see, you know, the positive in things, whereas liberals in general want to, you know, always look at the negative or bring up, you know, in any situation, whether it's a holiday or anything, they want to bring up the negative, and I'm just kind of drawn away from that. So I'm more drawn to optimistic people, enthusiastic people, and I tend to find that they're overwhelmingly conservative. Do you feel like men in this country, liberal, conservative, independent, do you think that they're going through a masculinity crisis? Because I certainly have felt like that for the last several years. Men, whether they identify as Trump supporters or they voted for Joe Biden, it really doesn't matter. It seems like especially young men now have become less masculine, maybe more feminine than generations prior. Do you notice that as well amongst other I do men, amongst your that. peers? I think it's the emasculation of the entire generation. I think it it does affect left-leaning men more so. I think a lot of right right-leaning men have been raised in conservative families and they tend to take on a more traditional masculine role as they get older. Um, I think what the left has done in this country is they've constantly taken away norms and traditions without realizing why they're there to begin with. So you have these liberal women who are saying, well, I want a traditional man that'll pay for dinner. You don't want a traditional man because you don't like tradition. You don't realize that that goes hand in hand with it. Um, so your attack on all of these conservative things in this country that made this country great has now created the problem that they themselves are having to deal with. Um, they've told men that they should be more feminine, that they, you know, the girl's in charge. There's this girl boss thing, you know, and yet when the guy lets them be the girl boss, they don't like it. So I think they're just like reaping what they sow. We need a total cultural shift in this country to get back to more traditional gender roles. And hopefully the right stuff can help with that. Yeah, no, I think that's fantastic. Just for the record, though, 
I am a girl boss and my husband is fine with it because <laughs> uh, he has no other choice. I mean, that's just, he's been given no choices. If so, it works for you, it works. Yeah, there's okay. that. But I do understand what you're saying. And I think that a lot of women are going through this issue right now, whether they're conservative or liberal. I know a lot of conservative women going through the same thing, right? They have a career. They want to make money. They want to hustle. Like, you know, previous generations have been mostly men wanting to do that. Women want to do that. And then they find themselves, you know, creeping up on 40 years old. And then the 40-year-old men don't want to date 40 year old successful women they want to date 25 year old tiktok influencers so you gotta walk me through that i don't think that's a conservative liberal thing i think that's just uh, unfortunately a cultural thing right now how do women navigate that that want to be successful want to make money want to have careers but then they can't find men who are on their same level because those men want to date 20 i think there's i think there's equal blame on both sides i think women should prioritize finding someone sooner I think conservative women have also bought into the left's lie that what women really want is this career and to be independent. And maybe some of them do, but at the end of the day, most, especially as they get older, want a family. And the sooner they can prioritize finding that person to do that with, the better. I think some of these girls are very ambitious and they're successful and they should be, but they're outpacing their counterparts. And what what happens is you have a 35-year-old girl who's making $200,000 a year, who's on the top of her game, which is great. However, the, her 35-year-old counterpart out in the world guy has been lacking. And I think the guys need to focus. I don't know, I don't know how we solve that, but it just seems like a lot of the mismatching is happening because a girl shouldn't have to lower her standards, of course. But for whatever reason, there's a lot more girls that have outpaced the guys. And I think that's, you know, that could partly be due to laziness or lack of initiative. I think a lot of it has to do with different opportunity and and how the economy has gone the last 40 years. Um, so it's, you know, equal parts to blame. Yeah, I think so, too. But yeah, again, I would I would hesitate to tell women that they should stop, you know, lapping the men because the men who are 35 haven't grown up yet, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I, I don't think they should stop. It's just it's the problem I see, you know, yeah. I don't no, that's exactly, true. Yeah, that's true. Do you think that there's something uh, else about this new dynamic that we have where women are successful and women are making money and they also want a family, but that that is intimidating to men? Because, you know, in, in prior generations, the man made the money. The woman largely, once she got married, would stay home or would work a part-time job, wasn't the breadwinner. Do you think women now are able to walk away from substandard men because they are making money? They don't need a provider? Does that factor into this dynamic we're seeing now? I think it 100% factors in. I think women have a certain standard they're used to and they're not going to lower it, nor should they. Um, but it has created this problem of, you're in your late 30s, you're making a lot of money, you're totally independent. How do you now bring someone else into that world that's not going to be intimidated? And even if they aren't intimidated and they're totally cool with it, how do you mesh together at that age, which is why I said people should probably prioritize it younger and grow through adulthood together rather than having these totally separate lives that are totally independent, careers are independent, you live in a different place, you have your set routine, and then you try to bring it together. A lot of people can do it, but a lot can't. And um, I see that difficulty happening. Even myself, I'm in my 30s now. It's interesting to think if I meet another girl in her 30s who's very established, how we're going to have to bring those two worlds together. Of course we can do it, but it's just a little more difficult. Yeah, it's not easy, I'll tell you from experience. But I want to talk about conservative women as well, because our, our leaders in the conservative movement, a lot of these women 
Well, uh, they're getting a little naughtier. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> You've got Representative Nancy Mace. Uh, the other day, she decided to wear a scarlet letter on her T-shirt as she walked the the halls of Congress. Then you've got Lauren Boebert, of course, a congressman from Colorado, and we know the infamous Beetlejuice situation. So it feels like uh, maybe conservative women, especially politically, maybe they are getting a little naughtier. Maybe they're not as prudish. What do you think about this new trend? I mean, I don't see a huge problem with it. Um, I'm more concerned with what the left does in terms of you know, sexuality and kids going to drag shows and all of that. If you want to get frisky on a first date, have at it. But um, it probably overall would be better if the right holds themselves to higher standards in public. I think that's a better look. Um, but again, the concern should be on what the left's doing. It's so much worse. And um, we need to confront that. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that. I just think it's interesting because women have always been on the conservative side, have always been, you know, taught to be more like a Nancy Reagan or a Barbara Bush. And uh, yeah, that's certainly not the case anymore, which I don't think I, is I don't yeah. think is a bad thing. I think that it's kind of I think that's the culture overall. They're just you know, I think it's the culture we're in and it's probably unfortunate it's the culture we're in. But that's just, you know, America in 2023. Right. Well, speaking of America in 2023, right? So catfishing has been around for a long time with dating apps and, and you have a dating app, so I'm sure that you have your fair share of issues, you know, navigating that catfishing. But what do you think about the new trend as well for young people who want to date um, AI partners uh, rather than real people? They'd rather be not only on an app, but just have their entire relationship exist on an app. Maybe even date somebody who is completely fake and a, a made-up figment of imagination. Is that, you know, the, the future of dating? I don't think it's the future of dating. At least I hope not. I think it's very sad. Um, I think the last 10, 20, 30 years, or especially ramped up during COVID, which was isolation, less community, less social engagement engagements, less friend groups, you know, everything seems to be trending towards people being more introverted. I think that's a bad thing. I think that's why people have such a problem dating. I don't think it's good to be on your computer more than you already are. I don't think you should have a dating experience on the app with a fake person. Why Why we have a uh, feature on our app that's posting a date is because we want to get people out. Um, that's why our parents and grandparents had these great experiences because they were forced to go out. Um, and I think that's the best life. That's the most fulfilling. That's the most fun. Um, I'm totally against this weird AI. I'm just going to talk to a fake person. I think that's going to cause so many more problems as if we don't already have enough. Um, I think people need to go out. They need to make stronger friend groups and they need to start dating and just um, having in-person experiences. I agree. So uh, you you run a dating app, which, by the way, you mentioned having to post a date, actually go out and meet somebody in real human form. So in your expert opinion, what is the ideal first date? So a lot of people shy away from eating on a first date. They want to just meet for a drink. Um, I personally like eating, but it's because I'm a fast eater, so I don't have to spend a lot of time anyway. And it's a great way to get to know someone. But I think most people on our app um, are doing activities. And I think that's emphasizing what I'm talking about. They're saying, let's go to a baseball game. That's a long commitment. So you probably want to talk on the phone first, get to know the person, make sure you guys are on the same page or aligned or we'll have a good time. I think doing something where you're doing some an activity where you're going miniature golfing or you're, you know, your friend has a boat or whatever it is, I think actually doing something is probably best. And at the end of the day, even if you don't have a connection, you're going to have a good time. 
And if you're on a conservative dating app, you know you're very aligned. Um, you know it's not some wacko. And even if you become friends, that's a win. Right. So I want to get your take on other dating trends as well, because I, as long as I got you, you're the expert on this. I have to ask, <laughs> what, what is your take on um, the, the very now it's become a very established trend that is probably here to stay? And that's ghosting. You meet somebody on a dating app, you go out on one of these activities, whatever. It, it goes well, but not great. And then you just you know, stop talking or you delete your app. What's your take on that? And what's a better way to navigate that for people that are not confrontational and don't want to hurt somebody's feelings? Yeah, I think you should be upfront about it. I don't think you ever want to burn bridges. Um, our society now seems very transactional and that's why people are okay with that. That's obviously not a good thing. Um, I think we have actually social media to blame rather than dating apps because people think, well, you could just go to the next girl's page or the next guy's page. You can just put another message out there, slide into another DM. Everything's very transactional, and that's been definitely a net negative on society. So I would say um, if you're not feeling it with someone, let them know. Let them off easy. There's no reason to just totally ignore them. Um, that would be my advice on that. Yeah, sometimes easier said than done. So your app your app eliminates the problem of having to worry about somebody's religion or politics when you go to meet them and discuss with them. So that's why people should be on your app if they want somebody that's like-minded, they want somebody that they don't have to confront that with. But my last question for you is this. Should conservatives in general who are or dating, who are on your app or who are just out and about in real life, should they make it a point to talk about religion and politics on a first or second date? No, I don't think so. I think the point of our app is that you don't have to. That's already kind of known. That's for later on. Um, I think when you're first getting to know someone, that's all you should be doing is getting to know them. And you can tell what kind of person they are just by the way they carry themselves, the way they talk about their family, the way they talk about their work. Um, so you don't need to dig into that, I don't think, at least on the first dates. Now, when you're getting more serious, of course, how are we going to raise the kids? Are they going to go to private school? You know, What are your thoughts on this? Um, Obviously, those discussions need to be had before you get married, but um, I don't think it needs to be brought up. I think that's what I love about the app is when I go out with someone, I know they're already right-leaning. I know we kind of agree on most things, so we can just have a good time, and we don't have to be constantly thinking, am I going to say something that triggers them? Am I going to say something they don't like? Are they going to freak out if I mention you know, this current topic in the news? Um, so what we're doing is taking that away, and um, I encourage people, just get to know someone, see how it goes. When I was still in the dating game um, in 2020, I, my first thing that I would do when I met somebody is I would scroll through their profile to about May of that year, and I would see if they had a black square. And if they yeah. did, probably a no-go for me. But then again, nobody would probably date me if they were liberal anyway, because I think it's quite obvious where I stand on the issues. Doesn't take long to figure that out. But, you know, I think it's also time, just as we're speaking of this, with everything going on, if you do have a black square on your profile, just a PSA, probably delete it now. Um, I think that that's, that's probably a fair assessment. John, where can people go to find your app, download it, and start making conservative connections? It's in the App Store. It's the right stuff. And then you can follow us on social media. We're on TikTok and Instagram at Date Right Stuff. Thank you so much for taking the time and making those strong conservative connections last. Uh, you're doing a good work for humanity, so we appreciate it. Thank you for having me.
Folks, I don't know what the solution to all of this is or if a solution even exists, but I will say this. Looks fade, money is great, but it's not going to replace an actual connection. And dating a bot might work when you're in your 20s through 60s, but at some point you're going to be old and alone and you're probably going to want a real human by your side. So the best advice I can give you is to get out in the real world and meet people, a lot of people, because it's a numbers game. And with a little effort and a lot of faith, you'll eventually meet someone worthwhile and worth it enough to let them annoy you for the rest of your life. That's marriage. Not easy, but worth it. Good luck out there from Nashville. God bless and take care.